Amen. God bless you. You can be seated for a moment. Amen. I'm not going to stop the flow of the Holy Spirit and I'm not going to apologize for his word. I want y'all to hear me very clearly. I'm not going to stop the flow of the Holy Spirit and I'm not going to apologize for the word. I'm not. Amen. Dios es bueno. Let me tell you something. And I want you to write this down. And I hope it registers in your heart. Get it through your mind and register in your heart. Make it a part of your daily life. Prophecy is not supposed to scare you. It's supposed to prepare you. Prophecy is not supposed to scare you. It's supposed to prepare you. That's why it's very important that we hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. If you came for a motivational message, you're in the wrong place. If you came for a Papa Goose, Mother Goose, Cat in the Hat, feel good message, you're in the wrong place. This is God's house. And this is not a den of thieves. We're not going to rob you from the truth. We're going to speak the truth. Amen? God is good. By the way, y'all look beautiful. And I'm so happy that you guys are here. God has a word for each and every one who's here today. Amen? We are on the second sign of the end times. Remember, there's many signs. We're just going to talk about four. That's what the Spirit of the Lord placed in my heart. So we're on sign number two. So look at your neighbor and say, we on sign number two. Amen? God is good. Let us be on our feet for the reading of the word. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 14. We're going to read quickly. We're going to go through this message, and then we're going to minister. Amen? So get ready. Matthew chapter 24. Verse 3 through 14, and we're going to be reading from the Word of God. If you don't have a Bible, raise your hand, and one of our leaders will make sure that you get one. Amen. But open up that book. Amen. My words got to match his words. If they don't match his words, you should be questioning my teachings. Amen. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 through 14, and we read. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. 
Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Dear Lord, we give you thanks, honor, and glory for your word. We ask you for the revelation, wisdom, and understanding. But overall, deliver us from ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us be seated. There is uh, an atmosphere of ignorance in the times that we're living in. We're living in some dangerous times. And if you're a business owner, uh, after this service, I have to speak to you to give you a word from the Lord concerning what's coming and what has to do with the economical collapse of the American dollar. Amen. So God has a word for you if you're a business owner or if you're getting into business of what's coming. There is a forecast and it doesn't look good. Amen. God is good. Uh, two weeks ago, we taught on what is a false prophet, a.k.a. a false teacher. And one of the first signs when we started this series was that many will be offended. And that's in Matthew chapter 24, verses 10 through 12. And today, which is the second sign, uh, two weeks ago, we spoke about and we clarified what is a false prophet and a false teacher. Now we're going to give you signs for you to look out. Amen. That way you are not deceived. And that way you don't fall into the trickeries or the plans of the enemy. Thank God that you're here today. Amen. Concerning the second sign that many prophets will arise has to do with the spirit of error, which is the spirit known as the spirit of the Antichrist. Write that down. Everything that opposes the will of God. For example, we have seen a change of laws within the last couple of years. We have seen that wrong is right and right is wrong, right? We're living in a lawless, perverse generation. Where if you speak the truth, you're stoned for it. You're criticized. You're considered a square. You're not evolving. You're not growing. You're not getting with the times. You're not trending. You're old-fashioned. Let me tell you, all of those things will mislead you and lead you to hell. So be careful that you don't fall into the spirit of error. Because at the end of the day, God's word will remain. Amen? What is God's word? What he has established, what he has decreed, and what he has said. And that's a principle, and no one can change that. Amen? Something is in the horizon. There's a forecast. I don't know about you, but the last couple of weeks, I've been feeling uneasy. Very uneasy. There are things that are, are being said that are not true in the media. And many of us are falling asleep and not knowing that we're in the midst of destruction. America is headed to that place. And it'll be soon before you will know that this message that's being preached, not only in this altar, will become a reality in the lives of many. So I strongly suggest to each and every one of you, why the dollar is still strong, meaning that it has power to... To be able to buy things, purchase power, that's the word that I'm looking for. Start stocking up, okay? This is not a joke. 
We are going to run out of toilet paper. We are going to run out of a lot of things. Amen. The reason why I say toilet paper, because that's the last thing that caught many by surprise. So start storaging up canned goods and things of that nature. We have a list. We're going to give it to you at the end of service. But this is not a joke. They are sharing lies with us through the medias, telling us that the economy is recovering. And it's not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you're seeing new currencies like Bitcoin. Amen. Uh, another currency that, that, that's out there. Uh, uh, it's Bitcoin and there's another uh, currency that's, that's emerging. We were talking about it this morning. No. Uh, crypto. Amen. Why are these currencies arising? Because the currency of America is based on central bank, meaning that America controls the purchasing power of the dollar. But the world is figuring out that America is powerless. So they're moving into new monetary system. That's why the central banks cannot control Bitcoin or crypto. When you see those signs, that's the arising of the Antichrist in the new world order. I know that many of you don't want to hear this, but this is the reality. And if you're not ready, you're going to be left behind. Ain't time to be playing around. Ain't time to be playing around. It's time to get ready for what's coming. We see it playing out right before our own eyes. And we don't have time on our side. We have to get right with God. That's the message. That we don't be ignorant to teachings that we think are from God. Every teaching that's being taught should be questioned by the word of God. I challenge you to go home and hear this message and grab the Bible and see if my words match this Bible. And if they don't, run. Run for the hills. Amen. I'm holding myself accountable. I know many pastors won't tell you that. Many pastors will tell you, I love you, and this and that just to keep you. But let me tell you something. At the end of the day, no matter how much you try to get people to love you, you could use crazy glue. You could use gorilla glue. They will not stick. They will slide right by you. Live long enough and you'll bleed. Amen? So get over that. Get over people walking out of your life. Get people not believing in you. Get over all those things. Amen. Because none of that matters. Amen. You can't take that to the afterlife. Amen. God is good. Amen. We shouldn't be surprised by the increase of lies in the spiritual era that we are seeing in these times. It's very important that you understand that the return of Christ is coming soon. Jesus said to his disciples 2,000 years ago. That was a long time. But let me tell you something. In the clock, in the eyes of God, he doesn't see time the way we see it. Okay? 2,000 years could be two days ago. It could be two hours ago. I, I, I mean, you blink and your children are growing. Like, my daughter's about to be 19 tomorrow. Can you believe that? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You blink and, and time is just flying. I was having a conversation with my wife the other day, and I said, you know, it's funny how we talk to these kids, and we have lost the essence of the cuteness. You know, when they're growing up, they say cute little things, and, and you laugh. You, you know, they, they, they're trying their very hardest to, to get to understanding what language and comprehend all of that. Now you sit with a two-year-old, and they'll tell you everything. 
You ask them, what do you want to eat? They'll, they'll tell you the whole menu. Don't be surprised. That's how savvy and smart kids are. But that's another, that's a sign of, 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 of the world evolving and growing and, and, and accelerating. And with that comes the word of God into flourishing. The word of God comes to light. Amen. Where in the last days, many will be deceived, meaning the majority. I don't want to be one of the many. I want to be the few. The few that don't fall under spiritual manipulation. Amen? The Bible tells us that this will happen. We must stand firm and we must be discernful and not simply accept what people are saying just so that we can be like. The truth is the truth. The truth is the truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The truth is the truth. And what is the truth? A true fact. Amen? And that cannot be changed. That cannot be compromised. So just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean that I'm going to do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I have principles. I have morals. I have guidelines. I have instructions. I have direction. I have sense of life. I got the Holy Spirit inside of me. So just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean that I have to do it. And if I am doing it, then I don't really have the spirit of the Lord in me. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? A few years ago, there was a person that came to this church and we were working with them. We're doing our very best to get them on track, helping them with their calling and what God had revealed to us. Within six months, the person called me and Pastor Millie to the office for a meeting and said that the Lord told them that it was their time for them to leave this church because God had opened a door for them at another church. Once you tell me that God told you, peace, I'm good. I'm not going to question that. But then two years later, we run into this person and their condition is worse than what it was when we first met them. Now, my question to this person was, what happened? I thought God spoke. You know why I can say that? Because I'm a man in authority. When you know who you are, no one can manipulate you. Time can go by. People might get away with some things for a moment, but it doesn't mean it's going to last forever. And what's happening within the last couple of years is that many people are manipulating the things of God to get what they want. But in reality, it had nothing to do with God in the first place. Now, when you run into people that said that God told them and now they're living opposite or contrary to the word of God, you should put that into question. That's why many of us at time fall into the spirit of error because we can't discern. Why? Because we don't spend time in the word of God. If we spend time in the word of God, the word of God is capable and able to give us revelation, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It is God. It speaks of God's nature. It speaks of God's character. So don't take my word for it. Get into the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But in the end times, there will be a spike in false prophets and false teachers. You're seeing it today in YouTube. People just speaking their mind on Facebook, speaking their mind, and their life is a mess. And they're still speaking how God is good and God is good. God ain't going to bless no mess. Period. 
I know that's rubbing some of you the wrong way. It rubs me the wrong way, too, because it keeps me aligned. It keeps me on track. God ain't going to bless no mess. You got to get it together. One of the first things that you should do is repent of your sins. When you repent, true transformation begins in your life. But when you ain't repenting, it's because you have yet to be convicted. Many people are not convicted. They are annoyed with the word of God. They hear people like me and they get upset. Why? Because they have yet to understand that the word is supposed to convict us. If the word doesn't convict us, it will never cause us to change for the better. That's why I love when my wife holds me accountable. I love when people hold me accountable because it allows me to say to myself, Hey, Jose, there are eyes watching you. You need to be a man of your word. If you're going to say yes to something, then no matter how you feel, you have to get up and go and do it because you say yes. Amen? We're, we're living in a time where yes is not valid. It has no honor. It has no value. People will tell you, I will go tomorrow to see you. And the only way that you're going to find out that they're not going to see you is when you go on their social media platform. It's sad. Be a person of integrity. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to take you places in life. The reason why we're not receiving the blessings of God the way that we anticipated to receive them is because we are a living contradiction in more ways than one. You have to honor what God has placed over you. In order for you to receive more from God, you got to value what you have right now. Thank God for your wife. Thank God for your husband. Thank God for your children. Thank God for your car that takes you from A and, and, and a little bit to B. It might not take you all the way to B, but it gets you somewhere. But thank God for that. In the small things, be grateful. In the small things, give God thanks because what you see as little, many see as much because there are others that are wishing and hoping to have what you have, but you're just looking at it as a burden and, instead of a blessing. Be careful with your attitude. Look at your neighbor and say, check your attitude. In the end times that we're living in, in order to have a better understanding or how to identify who's a false teacher, we must have the ability how to discern. Amen? Learn to discern between truth and error. Wisdom is it's an application of the truth of the scriptures to our lives. According to James chapter 1 verse 5, if any of you lack of wisdom, let him ask and God who gives will give. Amen. I have solved many problems, many situations, etc. just by asking. God, help me with this. It's tormenting me. I don't know why I feel this way. Lord, should I make this decision? Lord, should I make this purchase? Lord, should I do this? Lord, should I partner with this person? Lord, should I go there? I ask them all the time. And, and you'd be surprised that the Holy Spirit is there to lead you in the right direction, in the way you ought to go. It might not feel that way because sometimes when God leads you, he's also in more ways than one, chiseling you, breaking you, molding you. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? So we have to be careful that at times we might feel a little tight, but it's all right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Have you ever felt like that? Like, Dad, God, man, I don't feel right. I feel tight right now. My emotions are all over me. And the Lord said, it's just right. It's just the right temperature. I just want to get you to a place where you just get right with me. And you don't allow none of these things to annoy you or bother you, steal your joy or your peace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is good. Come on, give him a round of applause. Let us not get caught up in life. Let us always check in with the Father. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God, it, it, Holy Spirit, is, is this the school that you want my children to attend to? Are, are, are these kids who are hanging out with my kids, are, are, are they of any help, any blessing? Or are they just trying to lead them astray? Question, ask God. God will reveal to you accordingly. And when God reveals to you accordingly, you have the right to make the right choice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But when you forget to check in, you fall into the spirit of error. And then you blame everyone except yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? God is good. Just because it sounds good doesn't mean it's good. Many of us are in for a rude awakening. Many of the things that we have accepted are not from God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The other day I was just buying time. Just buying time. Okay? You know what buying time is. Wasting time. That's what buying time is, right? And the Holy Spirit came to me in the car and said, why don't you read the Bible? I was like, oh, Deb, like, I thought there was somebody in the car. And the Holy Spirit began to convict me. You got 20 minutes. You're waiting for someone. You know that those 20 minutes are valuable. Instead of doing anything else, get into my word. Because if you get into my word, you're going to be able to survive the times that are ahead. You are the pastor. Oh, you are Jose Emilio Martinez. You are known by me. I mean, the Holy Spirit began to drill me. I wasn't surprised the Holy Spirit didn't reveal my social security number. You know when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. You know what's up. You know when the Holy Spirit begins to, to, to poke you in areas that you don't like and you know it's the Holy Spirit. You're just wishing somebody was there so that you can blame them for the mood that you're in. But in reality, is the Holy Spirit. Am I talking to the right church? Yeah. Amen. God has been speaking to each and every one of you. And I know this because the Holy Spirit told me this morning, each and every one of you have been warned for what's coming. You might not be an economic uh, person. You might not be a business person. You might not be in all of these things. But you know that there's something in the horizon Things don't make sense. That's the Holy Spirit waving the red flag, telling you, stop for a moment. Stop. Be careful. It's dangerous. There is danger ahead. I need you to get in tune with my word because I'm about to reveal to you what's going to help you survive the storm. Stop worrying about other people's house and worry about your house. Stop worrying. Stop worrying about the White House and worry about your house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are looking at political leaders to lead us. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us. Now, don't take offense if, I, if your house is white. What I meant was the White House where the president lives. 
Oh, Pastor, you talking about me? I just got white siding on my house. I ain't talking about you, man. Amen. If I don't have white siding, I painted my house white. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about the people in power, our, our, our politics. Amen. There is something in the horizon. There is something coming. It is your responsibility to get ready for what's coming. Let me give you some advice. Please do not disclose your personal finances with anyone except those who are a part of you. Meaning if you have an accountant, if you have an advisor, your wife or your husband, whoever lives in the house. Why? Because the times that are coming, there's going to be lawlessness in the streets. Meaning there's going to be chaos. People are going to start breaking into houses. They're going to start mugging people. Once they devalue the American dollar, it's all chaos. Everyone for themselves. You're going to see the church arise in the end times like a mighty giant. But you're also going to see chaos. How many of you watched the images on what was going on on that pipeline down there in, in the south in Texas that was hacked? Uh, that colonial pipeline. Hundreds and thousands of people were rushing to the gas station. The news showed you all of the vehicles going to the gas station, but the news didn't show you when people were actually fighting, be beating each other. I saw a lady, they posted this video. She didn't have a gas container. She had two shopping bags, and she filled it up with gas. Am I the only one who saw that? Amen. You just got to make it out. You can't make this stuff up. But these are the times that we're living in. Are you hearing me, church? So knowing this thing, it is our responsibility to get educated. It is our responsibility to get prepared. Now let me tell you something. Me and my house, we getting prepared. I don't know about your house. I know about my house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because it will be a contradiction if I'm not doing what I'm preaching. Uh, hello? Me and Pastor Millie, we, we, I ain't going to say what we stocking because you're coming to my house. <laughs> let, let me keep that to myself. Like, Pastor got some stuff over there. I'm about to go hang out over there. Nah, brother, you good. I got some, I, I, I got some trees I need to cut down. Come on, you can help me. <laughs> Amen. That's besides the point. Amen. God is good. Knowing what's ahead will prepare us, will get us ready. Stop playing games. It's time for us to take the initiative to say, I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to see what, what's going on, what's taking place, and how can I position myself so when this does happen, I don't fall or become a victim. Amen? Many churches today are not preaching this. They're preaching, we love you. God loves you. Everything's going to be all right. COVID ain't going nowhere. This is going to continue to mutate and continue to get worse. There are people that, 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 that are claiming that after they had COVID, they can't see straight. So there are spots being shown in some of the people's uh, brains through CAT scans. There, it, it, this is bad. This is very bad. And it shouldn't be taken lightly because Jesus said, according to the gospel, that in the end times, there will be many pestilence. Pestilence is what? Pandemics. Pandemics. Hello. Hello. 
A few years ago, we had the bird flu. We had the swine flu. We had a lot of flus, but nothing of this nature. It's only a matter of time before it gets worse. Now, the vaccines are trying to contain it, but they're not setting people free completely from the virus. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, shoot yourself if you believe that. But there's good news for the church. I'll take the COVID shot, but I'll take the blood of Jesus too. I, I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. I, I mean, he took our sickness. Uh, hello? He took our sickness. Are we reading the same book? Our infirmities. All to the cross. So I, 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 I tell the doctor all the time, I haven't taken my shot yet. I don't know about Pfizer. I don't know about Moderna. I don't know about Johnson & Johnson. I don't even know about that Walmart brand called Great Value if they do have one, you know, because Walmart got their own. That's an inside joke. Disclaimer, disclaimer, don't sue me. It's an inside joke. Amen. But I got that blood. I got that blood. I got that blood. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I got that blood of Christ. I got the blood of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? The blood represents the covenant, and he will not break his covenant. In the end times, as we're dealing with false prophets and false teachers, it's very important that you have the ability to discern. Discernment is the ability to judge or distinguish between two things, using wisdom and God's word. This is the kind of judging that is not wrong, but it's intended for critical decision making. Right now is not the time. For you as a Christian, for you as a follower of Jesus Christ, to be playing with your money. Now it's not the time. Money is a powerful resource. It is time for you to get educated with your money. And start using your money wisely. Very wisely. Very wisely. I went to the car wash a couple days ago, went over there to vacuum my car. As soon as I came out the car, someone just threw their change and left it there. I mean, I, I, there must have been like $2 in change, worth in change. I picked it up, and I put it in my pocket. You feel me? You feel me? Why did I pick it up? First of all, because it got God's name on it, and God we trust. So, hey, 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 and then I looked around. Nah, I'm just joking. Then when I got home, I told my wife about it. I have a jar at home. I can't fit no more change in it. When I put that change in it, it's just like overflow. And I literally understood when God said, I will bless you in the city, I will bless you in the fields, I will bless you in season and out of season, that nothing will be lacking, that you will not be missed. Oh, you, you're not hearing what I'm saying. 
Uh, t- there was a shortage of change a few months ago, and people are throwing change away, not knowing that change could be changed. Every penny counts. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Now, some of you are bougie. You're like, oh, Pastor, this is just a few pennies. Go and order something, and you don't have the correct amount, they ain't going to give you the product. They ain't going to give you the product. That happened to me one time. I was missing two pennies. They made me go back to my car and get my two Lincolns. But I understood a principle there. You can't receive something that is value here without the correct amount. How can you receive from God if your value to God is? I don't take everything that I have for granted. I don't. I don't. I don't. You see, I always talk about the generation that we grew up in. Let me give you a little insight. When we were growing up, we didn't have cups. We had cans. After we were done eating whatever was in that can, we took the label off. We washed it. And that was our drinking cup. And when our friends came over, they understood what stainless steel was all about. (laughs) It didn't say made in China. It said made in a Puerto Rican house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now that I got good stuff, I'm also reminded of where I came from. Some of us forget where we came from. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. God will remind you where you came from. Don't ever think that you're better than others just because you got a little more. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Always be grateful and thankful to God for everything that you have. We are, there's so many ungrateful Christians, especially in this country. So many Americans who are so ungrateful. Let me tell you something. I know there's someone right now wishing and hoping they could sit in the chair that you're sitting in to hear a word like this. To drive the car that you're driving. To have the wife that you have. Maybe your wife or your husband don't look the same way they used to when you met them. But they faithful. They still there. Are you hearing me? Be grateful. Be grateful for your children. I know one of them might, might be a certain way. The other one might be a certain way. You know what? That's their unique radical way that God created them. And there's beauty in all of that. Amen. God is good. How many are enjoying this message? Come on, help me out. God is good. When you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, the Holy Spirit will help you distinguish between right and wrong, between good and evil, between sound and unsound, between truth and error. The Holy Spirit will help you through it. But if you sat in the Holy Spirit... You yourself are an enemy of you. I might not have all the answers, but I know who has all the answers. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? The Spirit of God allows us to use His Word to reveal to us and teach us the truth 
that comes from him. And you can find that in John chapter 14, verse 26, or 1st of Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 through 14. Okay? Now, what is a false prophet? A false prophet takes the word of God and twists it. For what? For manipulation, control, to bring confusion, and mislead people. You got to be careful with false prophets and false teachers. You got to be careful with everyone that comes to you and says, I have a word from the Lord. Well, first of all, before the Lord gave you that word, the Lord had to prepare me first. Now, how I might receive that word, that's up to me, but I knew something was coming my way. God is not the author of confusion. God's not going to tell a prophet to tell you that it's time for you to move to California. And halfway there, he goes, well, I met Colorado. What kind of mess is that? The Lord told me it's time for you to move to New York City. He has an apartment for you over there. And as you're loading up your U-Haul, he met New Jersey. I, I mean, New Mexico. Is that God? Is that God? Is that God? That's not God. But we believe this stuff. Why? Because we don't know the word of God. We don't spend time in the word of God. Now I know that life is busy. We all have things to do. But one of the things that has helped me to become more disciplined is manage my time. Manage your time. There are a lot of people who are wasting your time right now as I'm speaking to you. They shouldn't be in your list. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have to be careful with the friends that you make. The older you get. I mean, when you were in high school. If you had five friends, that was something, right? People now have 3,000 friends on social media. How in the world you got 3,000 friends? I had five when I was in high school. If I have three now... I'm talking about friends, you know, people you can talk to. I'm not talking about people that are just going to make you feel good and then go talk about your business. No, I'm not talking, I'm talking about friends, you know. They'll be like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but you're wrong. That kind of friend. That kind of friend that will save you from you. The ones that tell you, you ain't acting like you. The ones that look at you and say, that dress don't look right on you. That suit don't look right on you. You know, real friends. People that hold you accountable, but know that you can hold them accountable as well. When, when, when you, that's how you determine a real friend. By what they can give and they can receive. If they're sideways and just byways, be careful with them. Because those friends are always going to mislead you. Amen? Now, I know some of us are feeling a little crispy. And you're probably saying, oh, pastor, you know, I, I heard this message. Why do I have to hear it again? Because the Holy Spirit wants you to hear it again. It's always refreshing to understand 
that there's revelation in the word of God every time that we open it. Now, if many of you say what many of you have said throughout the years and those who are watching that, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm being attacked. I feel like I'm being talked about. Then let me tell you something. And this is a, a quote that I came across from an anonymous person. It says, if a pastor preaches anything that hurts your feelings, but it's in line with the word of God, he's not out of line. You are. I said, that's deep. That caught me. If it's in the Bible and he's preaching it, he's not out of line. You are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How many of you have ever gone on a cruise? How many of you got on a plane? How many of you got on a bus and a train? I just wanted it to rhyme. Amen. When you get in these places, there's instructions, right? That they give you. Why do they give you those instructions? For your safety. I know you don't want to hear it. Do we have to hear this again? Yes. But in your time of trouble, in your time of need, isn't it funny how those instructions, you could hear them clearly? Just like when we used to get in trouble when we were kids. Our mothers or our father wasn't there physically, but we heard the voice in our mind. And the first thing that crossed your mind was, I, I know I'm going to hear it, and I know what I'm going to hear. I'm not going to go home, but I know I need to go home. I used to play that with my mom all day. My mom got so crafty, she just used to look out the window from the fourth floor and go, don't worry, you'll come home. Enjoy your day. Enjoy. <laughs> That's the Holy Spirit when you be wilding. The Holy Spirit's like, don't worry. Go bachacando, cachacando, cachacando. Go drink, go, go do it. Go, go. You're going to come home. You're coming home. Tu viene. If you know what's good for you, you know you're coming. That's the Holy Spirit sometimes. Amen. I don't know. The Holy Spirit speaks to me like that sometimes. I don't know about you. Amen. God is good. Give God a round of applause. Amen. Now, why is it important that we understand that false prophets and false teachers can mislead many people? Because the Bible gives us an instruction and it also gives us a guideline on what God expects. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 10 says, Do you not know that the unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. No fornicator, no adulterer, no, no, uh, no, no homosexual, no drunk, no thief, etc., etc. The reason why this message is not popular is not being preached because the pastors cannot preach this message because the pastors are compromising the word of God. Many pastors are involved in fornication. Many pastors are thieves. Many pastors are adulterers. Many pastors are even homosexuals. They can't preach this because it convicts them. So they will say, God understands. Let God judge. A real pastor will tell you, you wrong. 
Because I expect that from you when you see me doing something that I ain't supposed to be doing. I, 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 I'm supposed to get confronted by someone if I ain't doing something right. Amen? Amen? People know you. It's a small world. The mask can't even hide who you are. People know your walk. Or in my case, people know I'm around because they be like, I can smell you. Now I understand where that's coming from. But I also understand that the Holy Spirit also. You'd be surprised who's watching you. Now this is not to condemn you or to make you feel small. This is for you to work on certain things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we as believers need to understand that this is what God order. It's not what we want. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I have family members right now who are living a double life. And they come to me for advice. I'm confused. I don't know if I want Martha or I want Mary. And I'm like, yo, bro, you for real? You, you coming to me? What you need to do is be delivered before one of them busts a cap in your... Because if Mary finds out, because you know how, how women are, they'll beat up the woman that don't know nothing about it, and then that's a preview of what you're going to get. She'll be like, I took care of her, but you next. And don't worry, I got four brothers, four brothers. You know when a woman means something, they'll bring up siblings they haven't talked to in years. Don't worry, I got four brothers, I'm about to call them. Am I the only one? So, you know, I always try my very best to lead people the right way. But I lead by example. I, I made mistakes. I apologize about them. You get what I'm saying? I fell short many times. And I repented for my sins. But God restored me. Because the end would have been worse than the beginning. There's a time of enjoyment. You can enjoy right now what you're doing. But you know what? Sooner or later, you're going to pay for that with interest. That's why when I go home, I just throw my phone on the counter. I ain't got nothing to hide. Ain't nobody calling me but people trying to sell me something. You get about like five, six of them robocalls. You know it's a robocall when they don't say nothing, when you say, hello, hello. We're just calling you to know if, if you want some life insurance and, and you need. I don't need none of that right now. I got some of that. Come on, man. Come on, church. Come on, you got to call things for what they are. Sin is sin. Period. You got to call things for what they are. You, you, you see pastors and leaders of congregations being asked controversial uh, uh, topics, and they don't know what to say. The Bible says it clearly. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. No unrighteous person will inherit the kingdom of God. It's there. It's there. You can't take that from there. You have to be careful how you interpret that. I stand by the word of God. That's what the word of God says. Okay, don't be my friend. That's cool. I'm fine. Bye. But I'm not going to compromise the word of God just so you to like me. Amen. I don't want you to like me. I want you to love me. And if you love me, you respect me. It's two different things. Amen. 
We have to test the teachings that we are hearing through Facebook, through YouTube. Even these teachings here at the Resurrection Center, we have to test them. How do you test them? You go home and you say, wait a minute, the pastor said this. Now let me go into the Word and let me bring the Holy Spirit with me. So that way I'm not missing anything. You might get a deeper revelation than the pastor, but it's still the same revelation. Amen. You can't outsmart the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you the same message I told you in a way that you can understand it. We all learn differently. You, you get what I'm saying? I remember many years ago, you know, we, we took our daughter to, to the ear doctor. And after the test, he concluded that she had perfect hearing. And Pastor Millie and I couldn't hold ourselves. She has good hearing. She has good hearing. She has perfect hearing. That's what. That's what. That's what. Sometimes I gotta control my wife. Like, okay, hon. Yeah, we did. Our diagnosis was that she has selective hearing. You see the doctor. Diagnose that she had good hearing. Our reports indicate that she has select. Many people come to church with good ears, bigger than elephants. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? And they choose to hear what they want to hear. There are people that come to church and like, yo, man, this, I, I got. I ain't got time for this. And they, they mad. They're upset. They want to leave right now. But let me tell you something. Down the road, some way, somehow, God's going to get the message to you. Because he's going to change the tone. He, you can't manipulate this. You can't manipulate this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So stop having selective hearing and start hearing. If the church has ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Are we ready to close? There's five signs in five ways. There's many ways, but I'm going to give you five ways how you can come to a conclusion that someone is a false prophet or a false teacher. And these are the warning signs. Number one, adding to the word of God. When someone adds to the word of God, that is a major red flag. People can manipulate you by taking the word of God and incorporating their own words to get something out of you. I've been a victim of that. How many of you have been a victim of that? Lift up your hands. I, I, I mean, we all been a victim at one point. Right? That hurts. That sucks. Right? Because you feel violated. Right? You feel violated. You say to yourself, that, that ain't even right. But according... To Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6, and Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 and 19, it tells us clearly that these individuals are liars and will not be part of God's kingdom. Judgment day is coming. False prophet, false teacher, judgment day is coming, says the word of God, because you are a liar. Number two. False prophets love to impress people with their gifts and their talents. They love it. 
If they ain't being recognized, they ain't happy. They love massive crowds. They love big crowds. They love attention. They love when people talk about what God did through them, for them, and they have no idea that this whole time they were manipulating their gifts. Amen? They love to impress people. Let me tell you something. I love this church. And I'm going to tell you why I love this church. As you all know, Pastor Jose doesn't speak proper English. My English is like a broken English. And I remember my spiritual daughter one time, uh, Sister Cindy, I, I had mentioned it to her. And she said to me, be you. I think it's hot, Pastor. I said, okay, that's one. Then I said it again, and Sister Jolanda came up to me and said, Pastor, it's not wrong. We, 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 we understand. I said, okay. Okay. Then and I ran into Minister Wayne. And Minister Wayne said, why do you explain your slang? I understand what you're saying. When God is in you, no matter how you deliver it, God is going to make sure it gets there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So don't limit yourself just because. Let yourself be led by the Spirit of God. Because the Bible says very clearly that what is foolish is not foolish to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is good. Give him a round of applause, church. They love to impress people, but this is how you know if they're false. It is revealed through their heart, their mind, and their true intentions. That's how you know when somebody's false. Pastor, I can't read their mind, but you can see, definitely see their intention. Why, why do I need to bring you into a dark hallway to give you a word of God? Hello? I need you to go home and bathe yourself with oil and come back over here half naked. That, that's, you don't believe me? Google it. False pa- pastors telling women in the church, wear this and wear that and do this. Come on, man. Get out of here with that nonsense. Trying to take advantage. Send me a dollar and God will send you $100 back. Soon as you send one dollar, they send you another letter, and they say send two dollars. Before you know it, you're sending more dollars than what you're supposed to be sending. And then they send you a check from the interest of the dollar. Oh my God! Come on, man, Ponzi scheme! Come on, man. We that naive? They send you a check back six months later after they collected interest on your money. What a posse scheme. Come on, man. And y'all playing that. If God want to give me something, he's going to give it to me. I need to take seven, eight steps. Send you money. Hello? Hello? You'd be surprised how people fall for this nonsense. Amen? Number three. False prophets refuse to call out sin. They refuse to talk about sin. Haven't you noticed that some of the, the, the most popular pastors on TBN and, and media in, in general, every time they're being asked a controversial question like homosexuality, they can't, can't give a straight answer? 
Why? Because they're trying to avoid it. Why? Because they love the audience. Jesus shared a very rough word with the crowd. And the crowd began to leave. And Peter went up to Jesus and said, they leaving, Master. And Jesus looked at him and said, you want to leave too? Because he was teaching them about eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood. And they said, nah, we good. We good. We ain't rolling like that. And they took it as an offense instead of an opportunity. And he goes, and Peter gets all nervous, all wild up, because 5,000 people are just getting up and leaving. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, you want to leave with them too? I mean, I know you're going you're gonna to deny me in a couple of weeks. But if you want to leave now, you can leave now. I love Jesus' attitude because he didn't compromise. He knew who he was. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to know who we are. You know, if you out for people to approve you, let me tell you something about people. They funny, man. People are funny. They'll celebrate with you today. They'll crucify you tonight. You ever invited people over your house? We're going to do some ribs. You ask them to bring anything, and they came. And they still got the nerves to criticize the food. And they came in empty-handed. They don't even bring a cup. How many of you ever seen that show, Four Weddings? That's your show? I learned something from that show. People is funny. Oh, look how beautiful you look. You're going to do great. And as soon as they have to judge, well, I'll give them a two. It's crazy, right? Because one of them said that. She said the food was cold. It wasn't good. And she was eating it. People, it's like our children, right? They, 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 they be contradicting themselves. You know what I'm saying? They're like, no, nah, I don't want to eat today. I don't feel good, mom. I'm not up for that. And then at night when they get the munchies, it's like they, they attack that. Mom, can you warm me up that? Heck no, warm that up yourself. You false prophet. You false teacher. You false daughter. You false daughter. <laughs> don't go to the extreme. Amen. Colossians chapter uh, 3, verses 5 through 6 says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. That means that we as individuals got to examine ourselves and we got to put to death the things that are not of God. If you're a gossiper, put an end to that. If you got loose lips, put an end to that. Now you say, Pastor, these things are better said than done. Let me tell you something. Discipline yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please allow me to get a hold of my tongue, to get a hold of, 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 of myself before I make a mess out of myself. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised that the Holy Spirit is willing and able to do that. False teachers create an atmosphere of, of apathy. What is apathy? You see it in the churches today. I'm just here. I don't care. Eh. Eh. The world was all right. The worship was a little better this week. My question is, what are you doing? Are you praying for that pastor? Are you praying for that worship team? Maybe you have a gift and a, and a talent that's dormant that God has been calling you to step up so that he can place you in a place in the church where you can be effective. Be an asset and not a liability. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, when you delight yourselves in the things of God, let me tell you something. God is faithful and able and willing to keep you no matter what. You don't, even, you don't have to brag about what you got. You don't have to beg anybody for anything. God gives it to you. And, and his eyes are upon you. And people notice. I went to a baby shower yesterday, right? And, and, and I haven't gotten with my family in a long time. So mentally, I was preparing myself for my family because you know how my family is. You know what I'm saying? They were, they were asking me all kinds of questions, you know, biblical questions and worldly questions. You know how people ask you biblical questions and worldly questions? And you saying to yourself, well, oh, okay, uh, what do you mean? Okay. So I was there and I was surrounded by them. And in the midst of many conversations that I had throughout the evening, one of them kept coming up. And the conversation that kept coming up was, we see you. How do we get there? How do we get there? And many of my cousins that follow us on Facebook, which I had no idea, said, I admire you because I, I remember you, golden boy. I remember you troublemaker. I remember, you know, because your family, your family will give you the biography. Your, 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 your family know you better than you. They, they, they start calling you them names that you haven't heard in years. And then, you know, but they kept saying, you know, how do I, and, and this was my answer. Practice. Practice makes perfect. I'm going to tell you right now, and you can hold me up to this. I make the best Puerto Rican coffee in all of Western Mass. I do. I do. I do. Check this out. And I can prove it to you. You see, God, I'm, I'm going to make each and every one of you. Check, check this out. Hold, I'm gonna, hold me up on that. Check this out. That's right. That's right. I will. Amen. Nah, check this out. Before I headed to the baby shower, I had a, my, my, my car needed some work done, so my mechanic came to my house. The mechanic came to my house. That's God's blessing. So I told my mechanic, I'm about to make you the best cup of coffee in all of Western Mass. And he goes, En serio? Seriously? But he's in Spanish. He's Spanish. You know, he only speaks Spanish. En serio? Yes. I'll be back. I went to the kitchen, and Pastor Millie said, oh, you're making another pot? Say, you know, I'm making a, a pot. I brought him the cup. He goes, it has, a, it has sugar. Tiene azúcar. And I say, see, it has. I, I, I'm a diabetical. I said, don't worry. Bebetelo. You know what this guy did? Five, four ounces, six ounces? Six ounces? Six ounces. Fresh. Calentito. You know, you know, when you bring it outside and it's hot and you still see the steam, you know, that ain't no Dunkin' Donuts cup of coffee. That's the real coffee. You know, where, where you actually can see the beans still brewing, you know, you get that illusion, you get that 3D, you know. You know. He went like this. Yo, 
I don't know if his throat was there. He, the whole thing. And two, <laughs> yo, like, <laughs> and that was, see it, build up. Yes, it, check this out. Pero que clase café es ese? What kind of coffee is that? I said, it's the best cup of coffee in all of Western Mass. He goes, but, but I want to know, que, what co- coffee is that? Is that Folgers? I said, man, I ain't no Folgers. How you going to insult me like that? No offense, disclaimer. Folger is the best coffee for whoever loves it. But we roll differently. I said, no, that's Bustelo. And he, and he said, and he said, and Bustelo. I said, I ain't lying. I, I, I ain't lying. He said, but it don't taste like it. I said to the brother that I make the best cup of coffee in all of Western Mass. Now, he has tried Bustelo somewhere else, but not my Bustelo. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever God gives you that your hands put on, it will have its own unique. I'm going somewhere. So, some of you, your hands, your hands, your hands. God has blessed you. God has gifted you. You don't need a false prophet. You don't need a false teacher misleading you with what God has given you. Stop it. It is nonsense. What God has given you, he has given you, period. There's no hell on earth that can stop that. Sometimes we get caught up, oh no, God made him. No, no, he didn't make a mistake. Even when he created the devil, God is good. Where we at? Remind me, number, number four, right? Number four? Amen. Man, I'm about to go home and, whoo! Now I got to make all of y'all a cup of coffee. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, we're going to do this. I'm going to make one person. This month. Who would that person be? Dave. He took it. Dave, I'll make it for you. He raised his hand. He raised his hand. Oh, he raised his hand. He raised his hand. He went. Dave. No. He wants more. He raised his hand. Ding, ding, ding. The winner. Amen. God is good. Number four. False prophets do not believe in hell and do not preach repentance. They do not believe in hell and they do not preach repentance. Now, repentance is very important because repentance is the essence of conviction. How can you repent if you have yet to be convicted? So a lot of false prophets will say, you are that way because of this and this and this and that, but God understands. Take your time. No, let me tell you something. Hell doesn't wait for no one. Hell is ready right now to receive you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we take that for granted because we're going to leave. In a couple minutes, we're going to get a car and we're going to leave. We don't know if tomorrow's granted for us. I mean promised to us. We don't know that. We believe we're going to get up tomorrow. We don't know that. We don't know that. That's why every night I go to sleep, I say, babe, 
I love you. Please forgive me if I offended you. She said, why do you always have to say that? I said, I'm just clearing my conscience, my case, just in case. It's my time to go. Amen. Oh, God is so good. James chapter 2 verse 19 says, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and they tremble. Wow. Even the demons believe and they tremble. They know there is a hell. Wow. That's deep. Number five, false prophets do not believe that Jesus is the only way. Ooh, that's new age. You hear people, especially Oprah, oh, there's many ways to, to, to the Lord. Uh-uh. Jesus said, oh, let's go to scripture. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except they come through me. That's what the Bible says. Period. There's many ways. No. There's many ways to destruction, but there's only one way, and that's God's way. Bad teaching leads to bad living. That's why a lot of uh, people are, are, are not living up to the teachings of the, of the Word of God because they're being taught wrong or they're receiving wrong and they're living wrong. Let me tell you something. Me as a father, me as a husband, me as a son, me as a brother, me as a pastor, me as a co-worker, me as whatever you want to consider me, I'm held accountable by all my actions. I can't be justified. I can't. I can't. I used to make excuses for my shortcomings until my wife started holding me accountable. And she says, I live with you. You don't play that stuff with me. You know, when somebody means something, their, their voice gets deep. You're like, okay, okay. You said you were going to clean the garage. I have no space in a garage that belongs to you, but I want to put my stuff in there. That's how it is? Who said that? Oh, 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 oh. Let's bring it back to the word. <laughs> Many, give God a round of applause. Amen. Amen. There's only one way. That's it. There's many ways out of this way, but there's only one way, this way, and that's God's way. That's hard. It's hard. It's hard being a Christian. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard because every day you're being challenged. Every day. And it's like everybody has it in for you. The moment you say that you're a Christian, it's like you're a walking billboard. You shouldn't be doing that. Why are you acting like that? Why are you ain't picking up my calls? Because I'm sleeping. Well, you ain't supposed to be answering like that. Well, you're getting on my nerves. You, you, you know, it's like. So I learned that there's a balance to everything. If you don't want to be bothered by people, shut off your phone. If you don't want people to visit you, park your cars inside the garage. My family heard that disclaimer. 
<laughs> they were like, oh, I passed by your house and you wasn't there. I didn't see the cars in the driveway. <laughs> oh, come on. Y'all been holy all y'all life. Y'all know how it is when y'all go to your store and y'all see a family member or somebody. It's like, no me vean, no me vean. <laughs> you ain't got no kids and you're in the diaper section. Mira que tú hacías aquí. Oh, I thought I dropped some. I mean, if this church was just a boring church, you guys would sit here. We need a little sense of humor in this church. A little sazón. Amen. God is good. Amen. In closing, when we don't spend time in the presence of the Lord, when we don't meditate, when we don't study the Word of God, when we don't give room to the Holy Spirit, we compromise truth. Most of the things that I have taught you today, I have learned just being in meditation with the Holy Spirit. Being real doesn't mean that you're weak. And sometimes many of you rather post a lie than be real with people. But if you're real, that makes you who you are. People might not like it, but they'll respect you for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Rather than you fighting with people all the time. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? I like my things a certain way. My wife likes her things a certain way. Minister Wayne likes certain things a certain way. Uh, whatever the case might be. You might not like it, but you got to respect it. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Like, you know, the arguments that we get into, oh, why don't you put hot sauce on this? Not everybody can, can tolerate that level of spice. Oh, why don't you put cream in your, in your coffee? Or why is your coffee? We, we get, if, if we were all the same, this will be one boring world. Imagine us all dressing the same, talking the same. Walk, somebody said ill. That's right, ill. Amen. But God created us all unique, but we blend together when we accept each other for what it is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is good. It is your responsibility to be prayful and watchful. Every time someone's going to give me a word of God that I do not know, I always look at their face. The Bible says that the eyes are the gate to the what? to the soul. Why do you close your eyes? You close your eyes here because you trust us enough because you've been with us for a long time and there's traces of us. Amen. There's a reputation. But don't do that everywhere you go because you don't know if they're trying to mislead you and you can't blame God. You got to blame yourself. Oh, uh, you got a word to say to me? Okay, let me bring a witness. Okay. If it's a word of God, the first thing you're going to feel is peace. The second thing you're going to feel is conviction. And the third thing that you're going to feel when it's a word of God, and I want you to write this down. It's confirmation. Confirmation. That's why when someone tells you, 
Oh, the Lord wants you to move to California. And then halfway there, they said, well, it meant Colorado. Then you knew it wasn't God. Are you hearing me? Because the first thing you should have felt was peace. When they told me, oh, the Lord wants you in Florida, I didn't feel peace. I felt the breeze, but I didn't feel the peace. But I told God, okay, I'll, I'll, stay, I'll stay in the Northeast. That's fine. My heart was in Florida. But, like, I can't go to Florida. You got to keep me tan all year long. And the Lord said, that's why I created you that way. You're the tannest brother all year long. It don't change. Amen? Number two, you feel what? Conviction. And number three, what? Confirmation. Let us be on our feet. For those who are watching us, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to accept the Lord as your personal Savior or you want to reconcile, please allow him to come in and repeat these words. Say, Lord, I am here. I'm before you. I ask you for forgiveness. Write the na my name in the book of life and accept me, Father, dear God. I recognize that I'm a sinner and I need you and I ask of you to be in my life today. I believe that you have received God. Go to a church that God has sent you to. Be disciple and be led by the Spirit of God. God bless you. For more information about our ministry, log on to our website at www.resurrectionspringfield.org or follow us on all social media platforms at TRC413. God bless you.